Thanks for listening to WBAI New York 99.5 FM and streaming live via WBAI.org. This is Driving Forces, where we take a deeper look at the issues and people shaping our community and our country. I'm Celeste Katz-Marston, here as always with my dandy co-host, Jeff Simmons. Jeff, how are you? I guess I'm feeling dandy today, Celeste. I'm excited to hear that. And, you know, we have a great show lined up, so we're very glad that everybody is here with us. Uh, Happy to have you uh, every Thursday at 5 o'clock, but we do want to warn you. Today's program might be a little dirty. Not the kind of dirty that's going to get WBAI in trouble with the FCC. That's not what we're going for, but a different kind of dirty. You know, today we're going to be talking about something that affects every single one of us. And that is, we're going to be talking trash. So you may have heard or started noticing that just a few days ago, the city sanitation department rolled out its first anti-litter campaign in at least 15 years. These ads appearing on bus shelters and link NYC kiosks in every borough. One of them features a dog doing his business with the caption, don't leave it on the sidewalk. Other posts show people with their heads replaced by a disposable coffee cup, a cigarette butt, or a takeout food container. All of them have the caption, if you litter, you're garbage. And I got to tell you, Celeste, what a perfect topic for today, because (laughs) I live in Jackson Heights, and anyone who's listening who lives in my neighborhood knows that dog litter, dog leave behinds are a very big (laughs) problem here. And you know what? I'm used to that during bad snowfalls. I get why people are doing that. I know. I can at least give them a little break there. But come on. It has gotten out of control. So this all ties in with Mayor Eric Adams' promise to clean up New York, admittedly, a very heavy lift this month. Mayor Adams appointed the first ever quote-unquote rat czar, Kathleen Karate, to oversee the mammoth task of getting rid of these furry pests. The rat problem, as we discussed in detail here on Driving Forces back in September, which seems so long ago, got worse when restaurants reopened after the COVID-19 closures and complaints have gone way up. Another big part of the mayor's attempt to clean up the city and the rat problem is the new rule about when New Yorkers can put out their trash at night, something I'm dealing with with my building right now that had to be adjusted with the porter's schedule. We're going to talk more about this with our first guest in just a few minutes, but this month, the city began implementing a new rule. No putting out trash bags on the street before 8 o'clock at night. And if you do, you risk a fine of 50 bucks for the first offense, 100 for the second offense, and $200 for the third, Celeste. We're going to be talking much more about trash, rats, and solving the problems of quote-unquote trash city this hour. But first, we just want to take a moment to remind you that WBAI can only bring you this kind of public policy programming with your help. Please take a moment today to go to WBAI.org and do your part to support this station through the BAI Buddies program. This is important. WBAI is listener-supported, non-commercial, free speech radio. Without your help, this station doesn't exist. So if you enjoy WBAI's programs on politics, public policy, news, culture, arts, music, help us stay on the air. 
Become a BAI buddy in the name of this program, Driving Forces. Go to WBAI.org and sign up. It's easy, and it really only takes a minute. When you become a BAI buddy, you make a recurring monthly donation in any amount you choose. Give $20 a month, $50 a month. It's up to you. And it really is up to you. Our listeners, we are listener supported. Take a stand for independent media in New York. We have lots of great thank you gifts for you. If you go to the WBAI website, you'll find them at WBAI.org. Click on the green button. And remember, as Celeste said, you can give any amount, $20, $50. You know, and if you become a BAI buddy like Celeste and me, you give a recurring donation and it sustains us every single month. Once again, that's WBAI.org. Please don't wait. Do it today. And thank you in advance from Celeste and I for your support. And that brings us right to the first of our two guests today. We're talking about trash. And Sophia Chang is a reporter covering New York City for WNYC and Gothamist, with a particular focus on the intersection of public policy and climate change. She, she has written extensively about the city's fight against trash and rats. And she's here with us today to share what she's learned from all of that reporting and all of that research. Without further ado, Sophia Chang, welcome to WBAI. Thank you. Hello. It's great to have you here. And we did just want to start off with what is it like doing all this reporting on sanitation, on the public policy surrounding the trash problem, the rodent problem? You must not run out of material very easily, judging from everything that's been going on, especially since we came out of pandemic mode. Well, I will say that at one point, my story list was literally dog poop rat and and trash pickup. So it's definitely not glamorous, but these are real quality of life issues, right, that, of course, affect everyone in the city and how we're experiencing our daily lives here. So you wrote about this city's policy change that we mentioned a moment ago regarding how early New Yorkers are allowed to put their trash out. Can you take us through what was the idea behind that? And what are some of the experts saying about whether this will or won't help us? Who was for it and who was against it? Right. So the idea is that the fewer hours these trash bags languish on the street curb, the less time rats will have to eat the garbage. And so whether that's realistic or not depends on who you ask. The city officials say this change in time helps eliminate the food source for rats. And also, this is a very, you know, uh, important point. It not only uh, cuts down on food for rats, but it also helps clear the sidewalks of these, you know, trash bag mountains that clutter um, the sidewalks, especially during the daytime when there are a lot of pedestrian traffic. So that's also very important. It helps eliminate, you know, the odors and the uh, aesthetic um, insult (laughs) that these trash bag mountains are. Um, But I talked to some uh, housing maintenance companies who say this is actually just making their employees work later hours. And it doesn't really curtail the rat population at all. The trash bags will still be outside. And, you know, whether the hours matter to the rats or not, it is going to be, we have to wait and see if that will make a difference. It's so interesting. I feel like I have to dodge the rats some mornings when I step out and walk to the gym very early in the morning. And I actually sometimes even walk in the street on the way so I can avoid them with any of the bags left out. So, Sophia, wonderful to have you on the show. We talked about the dog poop. That's the word I'll use on the air, poop. (laughs) Um, You did a story about how much the existing rules on that are actually being enforced with fines. What did you find? Right. So New York 
famously started its Cooper Scooper law in 1978. It was like one of the first big cities in the U.S. to adopt such a rule, and it was controversial at the time. But it's been four decades later, and there's very little enforcement. No one, very few people are following the law, apparently, because uh, we hear a lot of complaints. 311 complaints have gone up about dog poop languishing on sidewalks. And even the sanitation commissioner, Jessica Tisch, has basically acknowledged that there is no real effective strategy at the moment to deal with dog poop. And look, I mean, people are always, and I was always certainly getting when I was driving, I was always getting a parking ticket. Every minute I was getting a parking ticket. I might add that my employer newspaper did not pay for those parking tickets, which I got mm-hmm. in the service of, of journalism <laughs> or whatever. But how come the enforcement just is, isn't there? I mean, it, it's not like, yeah. it, it's not like this isn't happening uh, right on the street where everybody right. can see it and more to the point, step in it. Yeah. Well, it's, um, Number one, uh, there would be there would need to be so many enforcement agents, right? Like so many all over the city at any given moment. And um, the commissioner has told us what happens when they do spot someone who doesn't pick up their dog poop. Like the owner typically says something like, oh, I don't have my ID on me. So they can't write a citation and they're not going to escalate it beyond that point. So there's no real teeth to the regulations, even when they are enforced. Um, Tickets. Yeah, these tickets are a $250 fine, but in 2022, last year, only 18 tickets were issued across the entire city. And we're talking about, like, I think at this point, there are hundreds of thousands of dogs in New York City. Wow. You know, it's interesting because I'm not too aggressive or assertive, but when I see this happen, like right in front of me, I've actually approached people and said, oh, do you need a bag? And they get angry at me because I'm trying to give them something to help them pick up the poop because I've caught them doing this and they they will not own it. This you're getting me all worked up about this. Celeste and I are both dog parents. I mean, it's an unbelievable problem. You know, of course, I favor DNA testing, test the poop, test the dog, and then you match it together and there goes the fine. Um, yeah. So while, you know, uh, let's see. Oh, before I forget, I do want to remind people, if you just tuned in, this is Driving Forces on WBAI New York 99.5 FM and WBAI.org. I'm Jeff Simmons here with my amazing and dandy co-host Celeste Katz-Marston, and we're talking to Sophia Chang, a public policy reporter with WNYC and Gothamist. So... And- uh, Oh, go, go for ahead, it. No, let, no, I want to go on to rats, and I know you do too. Yeah, I do. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna fight over. We're gonna have a rat race to go on to the rats question. And Sophia, you have done some great reporting on this as well. I wanted to talk about, uh, you know, there's a campaign or multiple campaigns, perhaps associated with trying to deal with the rat problem in New York City. And you did a really great piece on some of the public notices and the social media messaging on how this anti-rat campaign came to be. And apparently, some of the rats did not start out quite big enough that is in the PSAs, not in real life. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, how this how this all got started. Right. So Mayor Adams has really fixated on rats as like a very visible enemy that kind of symbolizes the, the problems of New York that we're trying to move past now, right? And so the sanitation department has really run with that messaging and like they've had um, a T-shirt that's $48 that the city is selling that has the commissioner's quote that uh, rats don't run this town. We do. And um, obviously the, the, the sanitation department has sent out some um, uh, some literature to homeowners uh, reminding them about the 
change in garbage set out times. And the evolution of how this flyer, which has this like kind of a four inch tall rat holding a wheeled suitcase and this, the message is send rats packing. Um, you know, that, that was a whimsical idea that, um, want to get the attention of New Yorkers and you want to make sure they uh, get the message and that it has to be a, quote, big rat, <laughs> according to the uh, sanitation department, <laughs> that they really wanted the, the, the message driven home that trash equals rat food. And the more we can tackle the trash problem, the, the sooner we send the rats packing out of town. So um, how, the, how uh, did they the really? Mm-hmm. How do they define a big rat? <laughs> I, I tried to get some metrics out of the city here, and they just <laughs> said um, it just kept uh, the memos back from the boss where I want a big rat. Make the rat bigger. Big <laughs> rat. <laughs> wow. You know, you've mentioned several times, and it brings up the recent – it made me think of the recent news. You've mentioned Commissioner uh, Jessica Tisch. Uh, there was an announcement just within the last few days about her role expanding to take over what cleaning of highways. Can you give us any update on that? Because I don't know if that ruffled any feathers or not uh, about this expanded role for her. Right. Um, I think that, you know, uh, her her view has been that um, the way New York handles trash and garbage and, you know, sanitation issues needs overhaul that a lot of these old policies uh, were too siloed and too, um, it was too hard to uh, deal with the bureaucracy when so many agencies were involved. And uh, it sounds like there is a, a, an effort to amass um, many of these similar duties under the same umbrella. And Sophia Chang, uh, you have also written much more generally about the public policy surrounding sanitation. This is this might be sort of a qualitative question or an unanswerable question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, you know, when people are looking around just generally and they say, wow, the city is so dirty, there's trash everywhere. Do you feel like this is more uh, related to a change in how much trash people are producing or people's behaviors? Or do you feel like there's some legitimacy to an argument that sanitation department or other agencies are not doing as much uh, as good of a job as they should be doing in keeping up with all of this? Um, you know, I think that's a really good question. There's um, two prongs that we, you know, multiple prongs. Uh, I think number one, um, yeah, no doubt New Yorkers are producing more trash than ever. It's something like 8 million pounds of just organic waste every day. Um, and that's just food scraps and organic waste. Um, so, you know, the volume of, of just sheer garbage produced by New York has, is a lot. And um, so much of it is is um, not recyclable or is not um, captured out of landfills. So, you know, that is a, is a big problem for New York is uh, waste management. And then at the same time, I think, um, like, you know, as we see at the pooper scooper law not being enforced and the uh, trash bag mountains that, you know, while they're only on the sidewalks for a few hours, now they're still on the sidewalk so there are policies that are being re-examined um to you know determine if they're still effective in you know uh, 2023 um and i think that it's clear that people love talking about how dirty the city is but you know the city is also doing a lot they're spending more and more money on things like um enforcement of uh, cameras to catch illegal dumpers and uh, cleaning up um, neighborhoods that have uh, 
blighted areas. And so, you know, it's sort of an ongoing fight. And it, a lot of it does also depend on the behavioral change, right, on the part of New Yorkers. Like, if you have a dog, pick up their poop. <laughs> if you have garbage, don't throw it on the ground. Um, find a trash can. So, you know, some of it is uh, is up to us, too, to, to uh, be more mindful and Sophia, you just brought up two things that we want to ask you about. Maybe I'll ask you about one and Jeff will ask you about the other. But talking about how much organic waste is produced in the city every day, talking about mm-hmm. you know, food scraps, things like that. You've also written about curbside composting, and this is supposed to go citywide. I think Queens is in on this action. Jeff's mm-hmm. a favorite borough, at least the one he lives in. But mm-hmm. we're kind of far away right now from actually seeing all five boroughs having a full scale composting program is that is that right yeah um so queens did launch already and brooklyn and the bronx are next and then manhattan will be last to get curbside composting pickup and that's in part the um the sanitation department said they want to stagger the rollout because they also have to figure out where they're taking all the uh, organic waste um right now the city has um i think uh I want to say two sites where they can process organic waste, and then they also have, uh, you know, contracts with um, uh, places outside the city. But regardless, if they want to achieve their goal of diverting 50% of all organic waste from landfills, then that means that there is going to be a need for a lot more places to take all this organic waste to be processed. You know, and I know the other question, that's the last one to ask. It's taking me back to my old journalism days back in New Jer- northern New Jersey, where our newsroom bordered the Hackensack River, and we would see all the illegal dumping that was going oh, on. Yeah. And you've, uh, you know, you've reported on uh, illegal dumping in low-income areas. What are we seeing there in the city? Um, so I think, you know, the city is big. It's sprawling. There are parts of the city where there are big fields of undeveloped land that uh, is, is not residential and, you know, are in industrial areas. And unfortunately, people who don't want to spend the money to legally take care of their debris, like whether it's from construction sites or uh, just plain garbage or, um, you know, I, I've even seen abandoned boats and cars, uh, they will just dump it in these spaces and it's really hard to catch unless you have a a repeated pattern and um, the city has um, added something like 200 more surveillance cameras and, you know, hot zones to catch uh, illegal dumpers. And, um, you know, it's a, it's the kind of thing that you want to, um, you, you do want to see people, uh, held accountable for illegal dumping and that, you know, they tend to gravitate in areas that are lower income because they feel like there's less enforcement um, of uh, city laws out uh, in lower income neighborhoods. So um, there are, you know, there's funding for, for all these surveillance cameras and an effort to really, you know, hold these uh, dumpers uh, accountable. Well, I think a, an important takeaway from this conversation is don't illegally dump your boat uh, that's that's quite a uh, that's that's quite a shocking image. Um, yeah. But so Sophia Chang, is, as we uh, wrap up here, is there anything else that we should be keeping an eye out for? Any new changes coming up when it comes to sanitation, rat control, anything that you're that you're working on or looking or looking towards? Well, you know, we're on the cusp of Earth Day, and you know, just 
as I write about these stories, I've become more mindful of that, you know, uh, while we can recycle and, and compost, um, sort of the best way to start um, having an effect is to sort of consume less at the get-go. Uh, last year, I wrote a story around Thanksgiving. Apparently, the city sanitation department picks up more garbage the week after Thanksgiving than any other week because everyone's throwing out their leftovers um, because they're sick of them at that point, right? But maybe if we just consumed less in the first place, then we would have fewer things to waste or compost or dump, right? So... That's my little PSA for Earth Day. <laughs> and, and that is coming up on Saturday. So, uh, mm -hmm. Sophia, before we let you go, where can our listeners go to find out more about you and follow your reporting? I'm sending so, you a news uh, tip. Yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, so uh, my coverage is on Gothamist.com and on uh, WNYC, uh, which is 93.9 FM. And uh, I also take tips on Twitter, although I just lost my blue check, but I am on Twitter. <laughs> same, I same. Chang. I promise that's me. Or you can email me at uh, schang at wnyc.org. Sophia Chang, thank you so much for joining Celeste and me and talking dirty and trash here on WBAI. Thank you so much. So you've been listening to Driving Forces on WBAI 99.5 FM, also streaming live at WBAI.org. I'm your host, Jeff Simmons, joined by my amazing co-host, Celeste Katz-Marston. And before we just do one more brief pitch, I'm going to throw this in, Celeste. I called up a survey. I'm going to put you on the spot. There was okay. a survey by Time Out New York about two years ago. Hmm. You know, they polled, I think it was like 27,000 people they polled. Uh, name the dirtiest city around the world. And what do you think came up first? Huh. Uh, dirtiest or most polluted? Because those might not be the same thing. I don't know. Beijing? Dirt, dirt, dirtiest city. Uh, oh, God. I don't know. Uh, okay. It better Think not about... be New York, though, because I'm going to be a little offended, but not terribly surprised. Okay. I'm not going to answer it now. We're going to do it later in the show. So people, if when people call in, too, that might be a thing we'll ask them, too. But I'll, I'll keep that story up because I was a little surprised, too. I did. It was not New York. New York was not the top ranked dirtiest city. We came in second. I'll say that. So, so think about for us. <laughs> think about that. A very quick reminder as we take on issues like the one today. If you care about New York City, if you care about New York, if it means something to you to have a radio station that talks about real problems with this city, like trash and how to make it a better, cleaner place, for instance, take a moment today. Go to WBAI.org and lend your support. Because remember, we are non-commercial. We're listener-supported WBAI, and we could use your help. This station doesn't exist without you. That's plain and simple. WBAI will be off the air without the support of everyone who listens. Most of us, Celeste and I included, we're volunteers. We work hard to bring you the best type of programming and interesting programming like today. We do this for New York, but we can't de keep doing it without New Yorkers or anyone who's listening to this station. It only takes a minute to support the kind of free speech, independent radio that you cannot get anywhere else. Big business does not power WBAI. You do. We count on you every day. We are counting on you today. So please, please go to WBAI.org today. Pledge your support and stand up for free speech and free speech radio. That is WBAI.org. 
You can become a monthly donation in the name of this program, Driving Forces. You can give in any amount you choose. If you go to WBAI.org and make a pledge of $50 or more, however, you're not only keeping the station alive, but you qualify to receive as our thanks a copy of the outstanding new book, Carmageddon, How Cars Make Life Worse and What to Do About It by Daniel Knowles, a reporter for The Economist who joined us here on the air not long ago. So remember, when you choose to contribute and receive a thank you gift, you're not buying a book for $50. You are supporting independent community media and receiving a book as our thanks. So you are the driving force behind driving forces and every program WBAI has brought to New Yorkers for more than 60 years. Please go to WBAI.org today and become a BAI buddy. This is an urgent call for help. Don't let corporate media become New York's only choice for radio. Thank you so much for supporting the station. And again, this is Driving Forces with me, Jeff Simmons, and Celeste Katz-Marston here on WBAI New York. Today, we're talking trash. That is how to keep New York from being taken over by the garbage we generate. And that brings us to our next guest. In 2021, Eric Botcher was elected to represent New York City's Council District 3, and that includes Greenwich Village, Chelsea, Hell's Kitchen, Hudson Square, Flatiron, Times Square, the Theater District, and the Garmin District. He grew up in the Adirondacks as the only gay person he knew, which motivated him to focus a public service career on helping marginalized people. And in 2009, he began work as the LGBTQ and HIV AIDS community liaison in the council's community outreach unit. And that included, by the way, organizing campaigns that addressed hate crimes, transgender rights, housing for people living with HIV and AIDS, and marriage equality. He then served as statewide LGBTQ community liaison in the governor's office, where he worked on bringing marriage equality to New York State. And as a council member, he works on an array of initiatives, including sanitation and quality of life issues. And that's why we wanted to have him back on this show. Councilman Eric Botcher, thank you so much for joining us here on Driving Forces. Thanks so much for having me. I'm going to start with a... With a question, because I follow you on Instagram, I know you love dogs. Now, I don't think you have a dog yet. I, don't, I think it was that your building can have dogs. But dog poop must be an issue that you recognize is out of control in this city as such a dog lover. What do you like? What do you do? How do you approach people and talk to them? We just talked to Sophia Chang about this issue. How do you talk to them when we recognize that dog poop is a is a big problem across our city? It's a big problem. And last year, we had a big press conference and we launched a, a public awareness campaign in, in our district called There Is No Poop Fairy. If you don't pick up your dog, it's not going to magically get picked up. And we, we had it on the link kiosk. It's actually back on the link kiosk. And we've been calling on the Department of Sanitation to enforce the pooper scooper laws. We have to keep our sidewalks clean. It ruins people's day. It's very bad for people who are sight impaired, the, uh, our seniors, and we have to do much better. It's one of the things that our constituents are complaining about a lot. And Councilman Botcher, thanks so much for being here with us today on the program. And I wanted to talk to you about something that's come up uh, just, I think, within the past few days, actually. It's your new, uh, what's being called your new dirty business bill. Now, you know, people may not know that there are limits on when 
when the sanitation department can issue citations to businesses that are making a mess. What is your legislation proposing to do about that? Sure. What a lot of people don't know is that property owners are responsible for keeping the sidewalks in front of their properties clean and actually the gutter too, 18 inches out into the street. And a lot of the litter we see when we walk down the street, especially on our commercial corridors, that is often because a property owner, a business owner, isn't taking responsibility for the sidewalk in front of their business. And the Department of Sanitation can currently, they can only write tickets for that two hours out of every day, one hour at the beginning of the day, one hour at the end of the day. And this has been something that they've shared with us as something that's holding them back from really cleaning up our neighborhoods and holding the less responsible businesses accountable. So I introduced legislation that will lengthen the amount of time that Department of Sanitation can can issue tickets to the operating hours of the business, so the hours that are posted on the business. And look, most businesses actually do take a lot of pride in their forefront and and in the sidewalk and gutter in front of their business because they know that that affects their business and it affects the whole neighborhood. But on every stretch, we all know who they are. There's some that just don't step up and take responsibility. And that's really what we're trying to correct because all it takes is one business to really harm a whole block. You know, I have a, on my block, one of those, and it, 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 it's something that we need to do better at. Yeah, I, I agree. It's disappointing when I, I can easily tell as I walk down certain business districts who's really taking care of their, you know, of the sidewalk outside, which is not. Um, before I forget, I want to remind people, if you just tuned in, you are listening to Driving Forces here on WBAI 99.5 FM New York and streaming live at WBAI.org, WBAI.org. I'm your host, Jeff Simmons, joined by my great co-host, Celeste Katz-Marson, and we're talking with New York City Council Member Eric Botcher. We're going to open up the phone lines. Not a lot of guests often give us this opportunity. We always ask about it. The councilman has said he will take a few calls from our listeners. So let me give you that number and call in with your trash questions or or comments. The number to call is 212-209-2877. Once again, 212-209-2877 and we'll we'll patch your calls in as we as they come in celeste uh councilman botcher i want to ask you another question uh about trash bins on the street this has been a big thing i think for a long time people have been complaining that they're overflowing it makes a mess it's kind of a disaster now our previous guest on today's program uh the reporter sophia chang from wnyc gothamist wrote about uh, in the past about how some council members have been using discretionary funds that could go to other community needs to pay for more frequent cleanouts of these street trash bins. So my question to you is, is that good public policy and a good public service for people's constituents? Or is that really sort of picking up the slack from a sanitation department that should be doing a better job of this? I have in the past used the discretionary money that we as council members have to augment the corner basket pickup, but I don't believe that we should have to do that. That's why in last year's budget, a bunch of us 
me and, and the chair of the sanitation committee, council member Cindy Nurse, and a lot of New Yorkers fought for more corner basket service, which we actually won in last year's budget. So a lot of areas are now getting the baskets emptied twice a day, six days a week. And the 311 complaints about overflowing baskets have plummeted. They're not perfect, and we have to keep doing better. But that corner basket service that was put into the budget has really made a big difference. Unfortunately, in this year's budget, that money is not currently there, that $22 million. So that's my one of my top priorities in this year's budget because you can't have a city where you have piles of trash on the corner. It's bad for public health. It's bad for the city because people are in decision-making mode right now. Are we going to stay in New York or is now the time to leave? Should we keep our business here or not? And every pile of trash is a factor in their decision-making process. You raise a good point, and we're going to get to, we've got four callers, and one point I want to raise is one of the other things I noticed, having also worked for a business improvement district at one point, is that they also provide supplemental sanitation services, and yet that also creates a disparity with communities that don't have bids in some of those neighborhoods. Let me get to the first call. Welcome to WBAI. You are on the air. What's your name? What is on your mind? And do you have a question for the council member? Uh, no, no, but I'm going to have a suggestion. Uh, it's Diane from the Bronx, and thank Hi, you for Diane. taking my call. Uh, I, I thought about two things that I, uh, were, were successful. Uh, one, when they had the, the people, like, in the corners, maybe, you know, the business improvement people do it. But whenever they have that effort with the people just actually cleaning up, guys cleaning up, I thought that was always pretty successful. Uh, and then the other thing is for the, the dogs, the dog people. Uh, people, uh, uh, some of them just, you know, don't care, and that's a problem. But I found that if I had my phone with me and they're having the dog is pooping right in front of the sign, you need to take a picture of them doing that. <laughs> How about that? Diane, thank, thank you. you. So let's go for it. Go for yeah, it. thank you so much. <laughs> really appreciate your call. And, hey, look, that's a good point, although that's kind of interesting. Councilman, I don't know if you want to jump in on this, the idea. There, you know, it's, it's very much a, a two-edged sword, sometimes catching somebody in the act or catching somebody letting their dog being caught in the act, uh, you know, yeah. however you want to put that. <laughs> that You know, that could be one thing to sort of like – uh, name and shame people. But at the same time, you might get into a confrontation that you don't want to get into on the street with, uh, you know, uh, getting into a situation there that you don't want. What do you think about about the uh, college suggestion, Diane, from the Bronx there? Well, the one thing that almost everyone agrees on in this day and age, there's not much that everyone agrees on, but everyone hates people who don't pick up the food after their dogs. It's like the ultimate jerk move. Um, and I'm all for catching them in the act. I think people have to use their judgment uh, when it comes to taking pictures of people. Um, but it's a really, it's a jerk move to do that because someone is going to step in it. You're going to ruin someone's day. So people just need to get it together and, and be better. 
Very true. Our guest right now here on Driving Forces on WBAI New York is Councilman Eric Botcher. Our number 212-209-2877, 212-209-2877. We're going to get to as many calls as we can in the little time that we have here. So please keep it brief and keep it uh, limited to questions about trash, sanitation. Going back to the phones, WBAI, you're on the air. What's your name and where are you calling from? Daryl McPherson. Manhattan, 218. And Daryl, what is your question for the councilman about trash and sanitation? First of all, I'd like to thank him for being on since he's, he's actually represents me in the city council. Great. And Great. the question that I have is uh, sort of twofold. One uh, suggestion about the dogs, if you want to give, give the dog the ticket. The dog has to have a license. Is that correct? There is a dog the licensing uh, protocol in the city, sure. So if the dog has a license, then you just take down the dog's license and then issue the ticket. Now, there are 100 billionaires living in New York City. Is there anything the city council can do to get them to maybe get together and police the city with extra? If if the sanitation department is deficient, let's fund the sanitation department. And um, could we? Uh, can I ask the council member? Does he listen to WBAI and is he a member of WBAI? Okay, thank you, Daryl, for your call. We'll let the councilman answer. Let's go to the uh, the billionaire question first. <laughs> I any I anything that gets billionaires to pick up a little more of the tab, especially if it could help us with this, I'm all for it. New York City, unfortunately. We don't have control of the vast majority of our taxes. That's why the Albany budget is so important that they're probably in a room negotiating as we speak. But I believe that a fundamental performance task of government is to pick up trash and ensure that public spaces are maintained. And if we're not doing that, we're not fulfilling a basic function of government. So we have to make sure we have the resources to do that. Um, I love the idea of being creative about how to be better about uh, people picking up after their dogs. Interestingly, you have some places in the country and even some private buildings in New York where they're doing DNA testing of dog waste. You've got some fancy planned communities around the country where they will take the DNA of your dog's waste and they will test it on the street and hold you accountable that way. That's actually also happening in some buildings, even in New York. Probably a little bit more information than people want about this topic, but there are creative things happening. And I love this station and I've actually uh, been listening for it a long time. And I would love to be a uh, official member. Um, I actually, going back a few years, was involved in the effort to get the Empire State Building to um, keep transmitting WBAI. So I want to thank everyone who is listening, and I encourage everyone to be a member, uh, just like um, I will be. Thank you, Councilman. And we know we have a few more calls and we're going to have to wrap up shortly. Let's get another call in there right now. Welcome to WBAI. You are on the air with the Councilman. Keep your question and statement brief and focused on trash. What's your name and what's your question? Hello? 
Yep, you were on the air. Yeah, hi. This is this is a concerned tenant in Harlem. I we've been complaining to the landlord to have the porter clean behind the trash bins in front of the building, and they refuse to do so. They've been the building has the landlord has been issued tickets, and he has not responded to those tickets. And I was wondering if you could provide any feedback as what as to what the tenants can do. Short of cal- going down oh. and cleaning it up. Thank you, Councilman. Yes. What should someone do in a, a situation like that? Well, it's an all too common problem when a landlord is getting the tickets. The city is enforcing the regulation by writing the tickets, but they, the landlord, is just letting the picket tickets pile up, or just paying them and not correcting the problem. In this instance, what I would do is reach out to your local elected officials, your local council member, and request their assistance. Because if, if, if you were in my district, what I would do was, is I would reach out to the landlord and try to get them to be more responsible, but also we could um, arrange a site visit in the front of the building where I would go and meet the uh, director of sanitation for that district and come up with other ways to approach the issue because what that person's doing, what that landlord is doing is they're really being a slumlord and letting the tenants live in terrible conditions. If you believe that the landlord is doing it with an intent to harass or uh, inconvenience intentionally rent stabilized tenants, that could be considered tenant harassment. So you can involve the Department of Housing Preservation and Development, uh, HPD, to get involved also. But if if you give your contact information to um, Jeff and Celeste, I could connect you with my colleague in the in Harlem. And uh, Reggie, who uh, has the caller in line, if you want to keep that caller on, if they're still on, to get that information and get it over to uh, me or Celeste, we'll get it over to the councilman's office. Councilman, we're running out of time. Where can people go to get in touch with you or find out more about your work on these issues? I would love for folks to reach out to me on social media, on on Instagram, on eBotcher, Instagram and Twitter, on eBotcher, E-B-O-T-T-C-H-E-R. Um that's Eric Botcher, uh, and also on Facebook, too. Just type in my name and, and stay uh, in contact with me. And then you could also go to the city council website at council.nyc.gov and look me up on there. Would love to stay in touch with everybody. Councilman Eric Botcher, thank you so much for joining us here today on Driving Forces. Really appreciate it, and we hope to have you back soon. Thank you, and thanks for all you do. Really appreciate it. Thanks for being so great for the city. Take care. Thanks. You're listening to Driving Forces here on WBAI New York, 99.5 FM, and streaming live at WBAI.org. I'm Celeste Katz-Marston here with Jeff Simmons. So we still have the phone lines open. We had to let the councilman go because we try to keep on track when you ask people to come on for a certain segment, try to be respectful of their schedules as well. But we are still here to take your questions and your comments. 212-209-2877 is the number to call. 212-209-2877. What is going on in your neighborhood with trash, with rats? What do you think of the new rules about the time that you can put the garbage out? Is that affecting your 
street? Is that affecting your business? Does your area have an issue with dirty businesses or illegal dumping? Do you remember a time when New York was dirtier or cleaner than it is today? 212-209-2877 is the number to call. We'll be back to hear from you in just a moment. And remember, this is a great time to go to WBAI.org and become a BAI buddy, the name of Driving Forces. That's WBAI.org. Start calling in now. We'll be right back. Banshees with Cities in Dust thought that was an appropriate one for today's Trash Talk program. You're listening to Driving Forces on WBAI New York, 99.5 FM, and streaming live at WBAI.org. I'm Celeste Katz-Marston here, as always, with my beloved Jeff Simmons. Remember, WBAI can only bring you guests from the world of politics, public policy, culture, music, the arts, and more. With your help, go ahead. Take just a moment today to support this station by going to WBAI.org. Make a pledge to the BAI Buddies program. That is WBAI.org. Phone lines are open 212-209-2877, 212-209-2877. We're going to go to our first caller right now. WBAI, you're on the air. What's your name and where are you calling from? 
Uh, Jeff and Celeste, it's Roger on Nantucket today. Oh, hey, Roger. Um, hey. Uh, I would agree with the councilman that uh, sanitation, just like public safety, is a basic service that government is mandated to provide, but it's just a question of resource allocation. Why do we spend over $100 billion on a proxy war in Ukraine, or why don't we secure our border? I know Mayor Adams said the city's spending a fortune on the migrants. Again, it's resource allocation. I think we're being played for fools, and we have to stand up and make our voices heard. We want proper government functions for the American people. Well, thank you, Roger. Appreciate the call. And certainly I think we here at BAI know and everybody out there in Radioland knows probably the best way to do that is at the ballot box. So if you are not registered to vote, go to vote.nyc, register to vote, participate in your local, state and federal elections. Do it today. There may not be an election today, but you can always be ready for when there is one. 212-209-2877-212-209. Oh nine two eight seven seven. And there isn't an election right now, but there is the city council election coming up, the primary at least in God, I guess it's like less than two months or it's around two months from now, Celeste. Mm -hmm. So I believe we have another caller on the line. Let's get to that next call. Welcome to WBAI's Driving Forces. You're on the air. What's your name and what's on your mind? Yeah, hello. My name is Hammer. Hi, Hammer. What's on your mind? Please don't hurt him though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm calling because what what I I notice in um, in America that um, the Constitution is not you know mentioned at all in sayings, and if you do mention the Constitution, you are on the other side. You either Republican or the Democrat. But, but this is what rules the country, and what rules this country? Okay, why is nobody known anything about the Constitution? You ask. Um, People on the street, what's the seventh, fourth, or fifth, or even sixth amendment, or even the ninth or tenth amendment, they don't know. So how can you fight for something that you don't know anything about? Because this country is, um, I mean, for for a simple fact that a lot of people don't know what a riddle called is. Okay, um, a, so a lot of people you, don't know. What, what do you think is the what do you think is the answer to that? Do you think that that there needs to be a change in public schools, private schools, and civic life, uh, home education? How are we going to fix that? Well, I think this should always be fixed, definitely, um, by giving everybody a constitution and letting them, um, you know, learn about the constitution. Because why wouldn't nobody know about the constitution what runs the country? I mean, it has to be. I mean, you're saying that what to do about that, but it should be automatic that they teach the, the uh, public servants teach mm-hmm. the people about their rights automatically. That's why we've gone to, um, to socialism. We have one of the um, the best, you know, um, constitution that lasts years. And that's why people can say, well, abortion is a right. Um, the thing being is that why are you saying abortion is a right when it was not it wasn't even um, the, a Roe versus Wade. It wasn't even a, a case of abortion. It was a privacy case. So the mm-hmm. thing being is, is how, how, how did um, the, the Supreme Court take away your rights when it wasn't even on 
on the docket as abortion. It was on the docket about privacy. But right. how did he get to that? So we, we don't know what we're talking about when we go and we fight and we protest when we don't even know what the case is about. Well, we certainly appreciate your call, and, and thank you so much. And look, I mean, Jeff, I don't know if you agree with me. I mean, I, I agree with the caller, certainly. Uh, you know, we could certainly use more civic education, more more education on sort of the, the, the foundational document of this country, the Constitution, the, the Bill of Rights, and so on. So, yeah, certainly, uh, certainly some interesting questions there. And uh, we uh, certainly appreciate your calls. It was great, again, to be able to have uh, Councilman, City Councilman Eric Botcher take some of your calls today. And, you know, the reason that we can do that, the reason we can put you directly in touch with your public officials that way is because we have the support of listeners like everybody who's listening to this program right now. Remember, this is not commercial radio. This is not corporate radio. This is your radio station. But we can only keep WBAI going if you step up and lend your support. Just as a reminder, it does cost $17,000 a month to pay the rent on our broadcast tower at four times square. $17,000 a month every month just to stay on the air. Never mind all the other bills we have to pay to stay on the air 24 hours a day in one of the most expensive media cities in the world. We're not asking for a lot. If you can give $20 a month recurring donation through the BAI Buddies program, you're doing your part to preserve our unique programming on politics, culture, arts, women's issues, gender, health, education, uh, civics, for that matter. Uh, Everything that you get on WBAI, we're happy to bring it to you, but we cannot do it without your help. The situation is urgent. We need your help now. Please go to WBAI.org today. Join with us to keep independent media alive in New York City. And before we go, because we're going to have to wrap it about a minute or so, uh, I do want to give you that answer to the question I posed before about the dirtiest okay. city globally. I know you've been waiting for this, Celeste, and before we're out of time, I'll tell everyone what it is. It was Rome. Rome ranked oh. first as far as the dirtiest city, Celeste. Yeah. Surprised? Well, I I was not expecting that. I, I was sort of like, uh, you know, scrumbling around in my brain to figure out what it could be. But I did not think it was Rome. Jeff, do, before we run, do we have any uh, upcoming uh, show news today? Uh, well, I don't have the exact details now. Actually, I know them, but I needn't uh, reconfirm yet. But I will be back on Sunday morning at 8 a.m. on City Watch with my co-host, uh, Carlos Menchaca. I do know that we have uh, State Senator Andrew Gennardis from Brooklyn, who is one of the guests. We're going to catch up with him about the state budget, where things stand. If it's not approved by then, what are the holdups? I know what some of the issues are with bail reform and housing, but what else is holding up that state budget, Celeste? All right, looking forward to that. City Watch, tune in on Sunday. Thanks to our guests today, Sophia Chang of WNYC Gothamist and City Council Member Eric Botcher. Thanks to our engineer, Reggie Johnson. Thanks to you, our listeners and callers. And the biggest thanks of all to everyone who is taking a moment today, this hour, to go to WBAI.org and become a BAI buddy in the name of this program. If you missed any part of today's show, you can hear it in full by subscribing to Driving Forces via Apple, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. This has been Driving Forces with Celeste Katz, Marston, and Jeff Simmons. Now, stay tuned to WBAI for more great programming. See you on the radio.